0: Welcome to another episode of Souls and Stardust. I am your host, Mio, and that is Shannon. Hello. And we are back for season four. In today's episode, we want to talk about...
1: Psychic
0: kids. (laughs) Psychic kids. kids,
1: Sensitive kids. indigo, Indigo kids. Is that what some of them are called too? I mean, you and I are actually probably considered the bridge between indigo and crystal. And then our kids are, are considered crystal and beyond. Interesting.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh,
1: I'm super excited to talk about
0: this. Both of my kids are all of our kids actually are very intuitive. And I know you practice with your children actively. I just started kind of doing like actual exercises with them. Um just because you know their natural intuition, the stuff that comes out of their mouth is just so spot on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh so it's just been fun trying to like dive into it and letting them embrace it, and letting them share and all of that. So
1: yeah, I think the biggest thing that I have done is just listen to both of them. Um, and we can get into that why it's important. But I just was curious. I knew that they were both sensitive, but their abilities are very, very different from each other. And so I just took time to observe how they interacted with the environment and and how their abilities would be coming out. And so I practiced with each of them a little bit differently based on what they, um, excel at and, or what is their natural affinity for intuition and their natural attuning to energy. So that's been really interesting and fun to, to work with them on. Um, I knew early on that
0: my kids were super intuitive. They would have dreams or Ezra would, um, see things and interact with beings. Or I knew a lot of it was my grandfather that had just passed. Mm. Um, Ezra even just as a baby when he, and I think I shared this like early, early in a different episode where he would only sing the alphabet if you started singing it first. And I remember like sitting him there on my lap and he would look past me. And then he would start singing
1: ABCD,
0: like he would start going with it. And I was just like, I get the full goosebumps on one side of my
1: body. You have never shared this with me. So this oh is really? Oh yeah.
0: He was, yeah. he was teeny tiny. And I remember, yeah, we were in Vallejo and just like sitting him on my lap. He would look past me. He wasn't looking at me and he would start singing. And then, um, Various times I remember like sitting at the dinner table and like he would turn and look and like start interacting or, Mm -hmm. you know, laughing, smiling, or, and then I would get signs from my grandfather like shortly after where I like I got a table that was gifted to me and then the sticker on it said like Papa's girl and that's what we called Papa. And so it was all around the same time. And cool. That's cool. Yeah. But then as he gets, as he got older, like, you know, we still, we changed houses and everything. And, Even this house now. He, sorry if you can hear like horn. It's okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's a sign from your grandpa. (laughs) That's
0: hilarious. Oh, stop. Okay, it's all good. (laughs) So this house, he has uh, seen non-human entities like um, dragons and. He's casually mentioned stuff like that being around the house, like, cool. Yeah, there's 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 this at the top of the stairs, and then there's this, and then like he just brushes it off, and then I'll try to ask him more about it, and he's like, "What? Like, no big deal." Or, "No, no, what are you talking about? Like, because he's so checked out because he was doing something else while he was telling me." And then I think I told you about how like this house like has a little kid in it. There's like a little boy entity in this house. Yes. Ezra has picked up on on that. Him and I both share our moon in our twelfth house mm-hmm. uh, astrologically, and so I feel like that's why maybe he and I are more in tune in a particular way versus um, Zena has got a moon in Gemini in the eighth house, which that's also very occultish and
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: very in tune to that. And then being Gemini is like, yeah, like
1: audience or you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh boy. We have a lot to talk about both of my children. I knew, um, my, my oldest son, he was, he was born with, um, in cowl it's called. So the amniotic sac was covering his face when he was born. And it's like happens one in every 88,000 births or something like that. And when it happens, it's like, people talk about it being a sign of, um, being a seer, like being able to see beyond the veil because their eyes are covered. So he, that was the first thing. Um, and I, when I was pregnant with him, I would have these very specific dreams about him. Like I, I knew he told me he was a boy, um, mm-hmm. that the day before we found out his sex, he, I dreamt of him and he told me he was a boy. And so I knew like something was going to be up with him. And when he was born, he had, he was in cowls. So then I knew there was a sign of, you know, even though it's an old wives tale, um, a dear friend of mine was at the birth with me. And she saw that. And she's like, Holy shit. She's also a psychic medium. She's like, your son is going to be psychic. Like he, he's going to be psychic. And, he didn't display anything um out of the ordinary except a few times when he was tiny, like a year and a half old, he would see things down our hallway and get really scared and come running back to me. And I realized there was somebody that was living in the house with us. It was um the man who used to own the house who was departed and he was sticking around because yes,
0: he was. I totally felt it and saw it in my head before you. <laughs>
1: He was really nice. He was happy. We were living there and we were taking care of the house. He he had a lot of pride in the house and he was just kind of hanging around. But so then I had to do some work to like help him move along. And then it, it wasn't until, um, he was about four years old when he started recalling, um, past lives and oh. telling me about them, like very seriously, having me sit down and like, you'd grab my face and make me look at him. And he would say, do you remember? And he would go on and on and tell, like, I was your father, you were a baby and I couldn't save you. Right. Like no. he, and very distraught in telling me this stuff. And um, so then I, I knew like, <laughs> I'm going to have to really I'm going to have to be ahead of this and to be able to help him. And then my youngest one, he, he came to me in dreams and meditations like six months before he was a thing. Right. And, and I kept telling him like, go away. Like, I I don't want a baby right now. And he actually said, I have to be born around the same time year my brother was born. It's really important to me. So sure enough, he, his birthday is 21 days, 20 days, um, apart from his older brother. No and way. Yes. When he was three, he told me about, do you, he asked me if I remembered being his sister. Do you remember when I was a girl and you were my sister <laughs> yeah, fun shit, man? And, I love and, and he's very, uh, he's like a super feeler. So he is really in tune to what people are feeling. And he knows when you're upset and he, like, he will come find me across the house and he'll know if I'm like, not feeling well, he'll put his hand on my heart. Mom, are you okay? Um, And he has a lot of anxiety now he's eight now, eight and a half. And so he feels so much. So he, like, he feels anxious a lot. Whereas my other son, he's very like, He's very um, telepathic, clairvoyant. He doesn't feel the feelings in his body the way his brother does. He just knows it. He just, he knows it if he concentrates um, or if he's really relaxed and then um, the, it's the opposite, right? Like my younger son gets really frustrated because he can't see things in his head, but he will feel them in his body and he'll know. Um, so it's just fucking fascinating to be their mom. <laughs> oh, Totally. Yeah, the I mean they for all they know they they're like they know they're just normal little kids, but like there are these things that happen. I'm just like, wow, we're gonna work on that because that was really cool what you just did. <laughs> yeah, I so whenever I am doing like to say
0: DM or chat readings with people, and I'm just like, you know, even if it's you and me going back and forth, and we're asking spirit this and asking spirit that and asking for validation and pulling random images and pulling this, my kids will say shit out of the side of their mouth, just like totally out of nowhere that has the answers, even though I haven't said a word out loud, right. DMing you. And Ezra will say something that has like the answer, (laughs) the answer to life's questions and whatever he just said. Yeah. Yeah. Always like applicable to like whatever reading I'm doing or he'll barge in and hand me something that has to do with the person I'm tuning
1: into. And I'm just like,
0: how the fuck?
1: <laughs> I know just, he can feel that energy. It's just really remarkable. It's so interesting. Okay. But we tried to do
0: it like in tune on demand and my kids, we did that like drawing pictures and stuff that did not work for us. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, we let's <laughs> talk about that in a little bit. And because I have lots of examples of how it worked and didn't work for my kids. And I realized okay. I have to, I have to work with their abilities in a different way. Psychic kids, intuitive kids, like super empath kids. Why, what is it like to be living with them? And why does, well, let's start with why does it happen? You know, we know just from research that at least 20% of the population is highly sensitive and considered empathic as well, right. Able to feel other people's energy and feelings. And, Mm -hmm. um, it's part of how our bodies, um, collect information. It's what keeps us safe. A lot of times, little kids, like tiny babies, little kids, they are still very connected to that soul space, um, that source energy where we come from before we get into these bodies. And Mm -hmm. so they're like this open channel and they can still remember the feeling. They remember how it works, when they're out of these bodies, and they may not be able to articulate it, but they're very aware, and that kind of stuff tends to um, d- like dampen or get kind of trained out of kids as they grow because oh, absolutely
0: conditioned out of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. most
1: people aren't talking about it, or it's it, their their experiences are invalidated often because oh, mom and dad can't see what I see, so I must be making it up or you know, those, that type of a situation, but for kids you know, getting gaslit, like, <laughs> no, you didn't see that what? totally. Or, you know, it can happen for a lot of reasons. Like people around them are afraid or whatever. And, um, so it happens because we are wired this way. We, as soul energy, we, um, are meant to remember. And part of our journey here is to forget and then remember, Um, because that makes the lesson more powerful, but little kids are just wide open. And if you're lucky, I think it's lucky. If you're lucky, you hang on to those abilities. They don't get conditioned out of you. They're nurtured. And then you can use your intuition for a lot of amazing things for good. Yeah. Moving through life. And that being said, like side note, you know, we are all intuitive. We all have the ability to work on our, our psychic sensitivities and our um, ability to sense energy. If we're wide open at, at, birth and as young kids, and we lose that ability or it um, kind of atrophies, you can wake it up again. I mean, you and I are both examples of how, mm-hmm. you know, we were really sensitive as children. And then it just kind of quieted down because we had to do that in order to fit in. And then everything for me, especially woke back up in my late twenties, like really woke up. You can step back into it. And if you have really sensitive kids, nurturing their abilities and teaching them how beautiful it can be and how helpful it can be and how, how it's a gift to others as well. Right? Like, helping to nurture them in that and letting them know it's, you know, it can be very normal, natural. Yeah. Yes. Zania, uh,
0: ordered her own first, um, her own tarot deck.
1: Mm. And
0: so she's been practicing with that. She named it Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta grab Peter. Yep. So, um, she's been digging into that and just kind of familiarizing herself. Cause that seems to be the modality she is resonating
1: with. Um, Oh, with the moon in Gemini in the eighth house, I would say tarot cards would be the way (laughs) she would go. (laughs) Yeah. That media, that tangible publication like that. Yeah. And tarot is like a cult, right? It's like the, so it's that spiritual school that, you know. Yeah. And Ezra likes to pull our quickies deck
0: and he'll ask every single kind of question you can think of that a six-year-old would ask.
1: Of course.
0: and then he asked it, am I asking too many questions? And it said, yes. And he was like, it said I was asking too many questions. It's mad at me. <laughs> like that's just relax. <laughs> it's
1: so that's really funny. My kids like that deck too. They like to, they think it's really fun to ask questions and then get the answers and figure out what they mean. Kids, a kids friendly deck. Oh, oh no. yeah. Sans yeah. swear words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like bud. Yeah. So it happens because they're still connected to source when they're young and the best thing you can do as a parent is to, you know, allow them space to nurture that and, and learn along with them. If it's new to you, if you're psychic and intuitive, then you'll probably pretty naturally know what to do. I, I had a mentor that was helping me understand how I needed to take the steps with my children when they were young. And that was, that was super helpful. Um, but yeah. So what is it like for you to have two like sensitive psychic kids running around the house?
0: They always know how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. So they're very, very sensitive to like, we are all very sensitive to each other's emotions. Yeah. And so we always, we have this talk where it's very important that, We can't be in a shitty mood or stay there for very long because we will affect each other. And then Mm -hmm. it'll become like this bouncing off each other where I was in a totally good mood. And then, you know, so we'll like each absorb all of that. So we have Mm -hmm. to like be very mindful of our energy that way or communicate Um, about it, right? Like, hey, I'm I'm not doing okay right now. Yep. That's very helpful. Um, But then, They also just kind of know things like telling you. My kids just say stuff out of the blue that I'll just be thinking to myself. And I just like off in La La Land washing the dishes. And then my kids will just say something very specific to what I'm thinking. And I'm like, yeah, well, fuck, man. Like, (laughs) yeah, hey,
1: all right, spirit, I hear you. Like, they definitely,
0: they're definitely in tune. That's, that's for sure.
1: That's I mean I'd love it. I think it's so cool. I'd say we're a pretty normal household too um except for there's these <laughs> there's these times when like they just know things like they know when things are going to happen before they happen and so that will trip me up at times. Yeah, so I have to be a bit more creative when we're um you know certain gifts or because yeah. it's almost oh. Yeah. (laughs) So the other day, just as an example, the other day I went um, and I picked up presents for the boys teachers and I wasn't going to get like the normal, um, you know, scarf, gloves or coffee cup or whatever, because I figured teachers have a million of those. And I just said, fuck it. I'm going to go to the stone shop. I'm going to go to the crystal shop. Did I tell this already? I can't remember. (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay. Well, my son, Owie knew. He just knew when he walked in the door and I said, oh, I, um, I, I said, I've, I've picked up a present for your teacher. And he's like, wait, did you go to the rock shop? And I just was like, oh my God. Yes, I did. (laughs) He's like, I knew it. I could see it in my head, mom. I, I just knew you went to the rock shop and you I got something for my teacher <laughs> and, he's, and he's my younger one. Right. So like, I was really surprised that he, How he? he's eight and a half. Okay. So, so he's like the super failure. And I was really surprised that he, um, he pulled it out of his brain. He's like, I saw it in my brain. I saw the stones in my brain. And I just knew you went to the rock shop and, and like, that was pretty obscure, right? Like, yeah and cause he was telling me to get chocolate for her, the, you know, before I went, I'm like, I'm not going to get her chocolate. I'm going to get her something else. And so, yeah, that was really, really cool. Really and cool. yeah, it was, that's just really fun. And he just recently, like over the last oh, month or so, he's been starting to see energy entities. So like dark shadows and, um, he doesn't, he didn't know what they were. And he was like, he was afraid of them. And, so we we would sit and we would talk about what they are and um how how to deal with them and that he's safe and yeah he's starting to see things actually with his physical eyes and trying to figure out how to navigate that, which is That's interesting. Fair. I would yep.
0: I get scared too. Um but yeah. I have I have just I mean and I'm an adult <laughs> I'm 38 yep. years old and I still have to be like no spirit, do not let me see anything. Do not let me see anything in my eyes. I don't want to see it like my mind is my mind's eye is bad enough. Like,
1: please don't scare the shit out of me. That's mm-hmm. my only thing I ask is please don't scare the shit out of me. I have the same deal with spirit too. I'm like, yeah. I don't want to see anything scary. Like, you know, like six cents and shit when that poor little kid had to like,
0: yeah. See all the gruesome food. stuff. Yep. Yeah. I, it, that was like my deal. I was like, I don't want to see anything that's traumatic. That's it's traumatic enough. If I'm tuning into like dark, energy of like a murder victim or mm-hmm.
1: something that's heavy like that but like i don't want to see that shit i know okay. so when kids are waking up or opening up or or as they are open and they're seeing things and they don't really know like is that real or what's happening it's really confusing we do a lot of walking walking to the bathroom together at nighttime because they're afraid of the dark and I don't blame them. Right. There's, there's just a lot that you're moving through energetically. And, you know, it's pretty typical to be afraid of the dark, but, you know, given what my kids have both seen and experienced, I'm like, Oh yeah, I'll go with you to the bathroom. (laughs) That's no big deal. It's fun. It's definitely, you guys, if you have sensitive kids at home, it can be Really fun, and we'll talk about how you can make make it into a game. Make it have it be a fun experience for them to learn about energy and what their capabilities are. Yeah. Okay. So you said you said Ezra's moon is in the twelfth house.
0: Yeah. Well, he's got. Yeah, his uh Vir- moon and Virgo in the twelfth house. Um, and okay.
1: Moon he's and Virgo. Also in
0: the- got a Cancer stellium. So that's a ton of water energy.
1: Bodhi's moon is in Libra in the 10th house. Where's his Neptune? His Neptune is in, it looks like his second house in Pisces. <laughs> in Pisces. So
0: there's his <laughs> intuition. Yeah. That's his super psychic.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's Bodhi, my older one. So he is the in one, the one that's- fact
0: that. He was literally born within the water sack.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, he was born, it was like partial, right? So the sack was broken, but he was, um, he was covered. They had to like carefully, they had to put a, like a towel on the face and then carefully peel it off. Fascinating. Right. Um, and coincidentally, those, um, those pieces of the amniotic sac have, have been dried out and sold for centuries to mariners as protection against drowning fricking wild, more, right? <laughs> the more, you know, the more, you know, you're, you're born in a sack of water. And so that was seen as protection against drowning when they're at sea. I did a lot of research on it. Cause it was like, a it was a pretty rare thing to happen. So, so you weren't like, drying it out and capsulizing it. And I it. did not. <laughs> I did not do that. They didn't offer <laughs> for me to save it.
0: <laughs> I don't judge
1: you if you did that. I don't uh, judge anybody if they did that so always neptune is in pisces but in the sixth house oh that's ezra too so it's generationally so the slower moving planets will mm-hmm. be
0: first uh, generations so both of our kids are that that neptune yeah. and, that's-
1: and his moon is in virgo in the first house so both
0: are oh so he's got the virgo moon like ezra
1: yeah, he does and he fits his Virgo moon to a T. So, that's amazing. Does he love Cheez-Its? He does
0: <laughs> he love Goldfish. Like snacks that are are the same. Like that's yeah. what I like identical same snack every
1: time. I mean, he's, he's very particular, yes. Yeah. Yes, he's very um, particular. Everything has to be in a bowl and it has to be separated. Yep.
0: Oh, <laughs> Ezra. Yeah. <laughs> please mommy don't 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 give it to me like please put it in a bowl yes yes like yeah he doesn't really like his food to touch he's just like what is no. this
1: same same oh the same oh too. my god I got a yes. piece of
0: sauce on my noodle <laughs>
1: exactly it's like it ruins the whole thing he's like nope i need a new one i need a new bowl I can't have any of that stuff on it yeah oh my, that's my god a, that's
0: hilarious
1: virgos Virgo moons. Oh boy. Okay. So a series on the astrology of, of our kids or children. Uh, that would be a fun episode. It would be a fun episode because we could actually talk about the characteristics that come out. So what are the, so if people are going to do their charts for their kids and trying to figure out their sensitivities. So you said Neptune and Pisces, right? Oh, so
0: that, well, yeah. Pisces is very intuitive anyways. Neptune is like spirituality anyways. Mm-hmm. And like being in tune that way. Um, I always check the moon because the moon is our, our intuition and our feelings. Um, if they have heavy, heavy, like water placements, if they're like 12th or eighth house, um, I'll always check those. Cause that's like the subconscious and the occult. I'll even mm-hmm. check the ninth house of a higher learning and, and see it Cause that's kind of like spirituality. Um, eighth house being that more occult, that deeper, that's where like a lot of the astrology and witchcraft and people who are into that type of stuff kind of yeah. fall that house. Um, my
1: moon is in the eighth house in Aquarius.
0: So much sense.
1: Yes, it does. Just some tidbits there that can point to sensitivity in kids or abilities that are just very natural that they're going to be expressing in their in this life. Because I see everyone as As having this opportunity to develop their sensitivities and their abilities, but it it is a choice, right? So if you do have sensitive kids, psychic kids, um, there's some very important things that can be helpful in parenting them or nurturing them. I had a mentor who she was the psychic medium that was actually present at the birth of my first son. And she just helped me understand how to move through their sensitivity with them. She raised three of her own kids. So that was really helpful. That doesn't mean you have to go find a mentor to do that. I just had one available to me and she was amazing for that. Uh, she always stressed the importance of listening to them without mm-hmm. criticism, without judgment um, and validating their experiences, right? So like they're experiencing it, however, it makes sense to you. It doesn't really matter. They're experiencing it. So the importance placed on listening to them and letting them know that, oh, that happened to you. Okay. Let's talk about it. And um, creating that safe space for them to share, maybe not feel so afraid about it. Um, Both of my kids experience things a little bit differently than I do. So I'm learning from them really about how energy works because of the way it works for them, right? It's a little different for me. So just really not discounting their experiences right away, like making space to listen to them and reassuring them and, and then learning about it. If you don't know how to address it, like take some time to learn about it. So, and what do you, what do you think? Like, what has been your experience with your kids? I'm, I'm thinking of the example when Ezra
0: started seeing um, people and he'd be like that there's a ghost right there. And his name is George. Wow. Like very specific, right? Mm -hmm. This, this little boy's name is George. I could have easily brushed that off as no, you're imagining stuff. There's nobody there, blah, blah, blah. And start, you know, shutting that down for him. Mm -hmm. But what was crazy was that I found out that we did have somebody in our family, a little boy named George. Wow. Who died in an explosion in Algeria, like deep in my family. It would have been like a great, great uncle. What? And I have his photo because my mom gave me the boxes of family photos that were my grandmother's. And in there, there's a photo and it was one that stopped me in my tracks. And I was like, who is this? And there's like, oh yeah, that was, you know, so-and-so's son. And the mom left her purse inside a a cafe or something. And so she sent the little boy in to go grab her purse and come back out. And there was an explosion. Somebody put a bomb and blew up the cafe and he died and it's like, holy shit. <laughs> and then my son is over here talking about, I see a little boy named George, like casually. I'm
1: like, oh. wow. So he like family coming by to say hi, basically that's really intense. Well, that's a very vivid experience for him. And then did you relay to him that, that part, that part was the same, family yeah. member?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, once I, um, discovered that vital piece of information. I was Mm -hmm. like, holy shit. Yeah. Because there, um, I've told you in this house, like I have sensed a boy I've heard footsteps when my kids Mm -hmm. were sleeping. I've shared that I've seen a boy at the top of my stairs. I've had another friend come over and she was facing the sliding glass door and she could see the reflection. And she stopped mid conversation. She's like, you have a spirit of a little boy here. And so you're getting tons
1: of validation. Yeah.
0: yeah, Tons of validation. Then there was the time that when I heard their footsteps and I felt a little boy that I didn't say shit to you. And the next morning I just said, can you tune into my house and tell me what you feel? And you were like, yeah, I feel like a a young male entity or a young male spirit. And so I was like, that's, that just validated. Like, yep. So now I'm just like, okay, just don't wake up my kids, don't bother them, don't scare them. Mm-hmm. Like I just feel like it's a uh, part of our family that ancestry. Just, yep. Yeah, yeah. Observing and watching, like even while we sit to record this, I can feel my family like in the room with me, like yeah. while we're recording. It's fucking weird because I don't feel like I'm sitting in the room alone. It's oh, really, I love it. It's really crazy.
1: Yeah, I, so. I usually feel like the house is full of lots of different things happening. You know, creating space to listen to your kids. When my son, my older son, a couple of several months ago, he's really into World War II stuff. Both boys are. He was fixated on the the battles that happened out like in Midway and in the South China Sea during World War II, and always wanting to watch movies on it and. And then one day he just, he was laying on his bed and he, I, I went over and I was like, are you okay? And he's like, mom, I just, I just feel like I've lived that. And he's like, I swear, I feel like I've flown one of those planes and something bad happened and my plane Uh crashed. And then I had to figure out how to make my way um, through this like jungle forest and, and I mean, it sounded like he was very vivid in his description and he's like, my my tail gunner didn't make it. And I had to figure out how to make my way through, you know, he was describing this place. And I mean, I think he might've like crash landed somewhere around Australia, like (laughs) honestly. So it was just wild to listen to him. And I didn't, I didn't say, oh no, that didn't happen to you. I just was like, wow, well tell me what you feel like you can remember. And I'm like, you know, pe- people have these experiences mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there are little kids especially who remember having other lives and even remembering like what their mothers and fathers looked like and they feel like they're in a different family. So I just try to reassure them like, you know, when you have these experiences, look at them. Allow allow the feelings to come through and see what they tell you and then you can decide if that happen to you or if it's something that you're you're getting information from because you're supposed to feel it or so we just talk about things like that I try not to discount anything that they talk yeah. about that way uh, we have some interesting experiences in our house yeah. Ezra Ezra and
0: Zania both are very vivid dreamers as well so Ezra will come back with these very symbolic like dreams um, nice totally blanking on examples right the second obviously but I know he'll wake up and he'll like this is what I dreamt about. Blah, 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 blah. blah. Da, 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 da. And I'm just like, I can see the symbolism just coming together and all of it. And, like,
1: oh, so okay. wild. <laughs> all right, cool. I'm listening. Yeah, so wild. When I had my regression done for me back in September, I asked specific questions about my children because I was very curious based on how I feel linked to them energetically. And in particular, my youngest son, I'm very closely like tied to him. We have just like this soul connection. That's incredible. And what came through was that this little guy, you know, I think of him as a little guy, but he's probably freaking ancient. Right. And he has, we travel together in almost every single life. Like we were, we were conceived together, like as a soul energy, like we were created at the same time. And so we're like moving through all of our lessons as a core group. And yeah, they, they said they were very clinical in how they said it when it came through in regression, they said, they are mutually invested in one another's growth, and so they tra- they travel together almost every single time, and it made sense to me, right, based on like how connected he is to me in this life. And the things that he talks about, and he's always asking me, can I marry you? And I'm like, well, no, you can't. And he's like, but I just love you so much. And I have no doubt. He's like Aww. recalling the energy of when we were in a different dynamic. And yeah,
0: so it's or just really being one, that oneness.
1: Yeah. Yes. That connection like, really
0: can't get close enough to me. Like, if yeah, they can- like
1: want to crawl inside you again. Right. <laughs> if he could get back into the womb, he would. <laughs> oh, we too. And he's always talking about how he wants to be a baby again. And I feel like that is also tied to this too. Like that feeling that love and nurturing as One a name. baby. Yep. Yeah. Um, so that was fascinating. And I shared that with him. I was like, you know, buddy, I, I learned something about us and he just was like, yeah. So we've been everywhere together and <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we've probably traveled all over the universe together. I don't discount any of that. I feel like it yeah. makes the connection that much more special.
0: How did I just tell my kids, you have to be careful what you say and who you say it to, because not everybody believes the same thing. <laughs> and like, they will try to gaslight you and invalidate your experiences yeah. just because they don't understand or they didn't personally experience it, but you can't let that. Like don't let them, don't let them get to you because don't let people tell you what's not real.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep. Your experiences are your experiences and you need to trust your intuition. So I think that's the biggest thing is teaching them how, even though other people aren't experiencing things the same way that they have to trust what they feel or what they're seeing. And, and you can do that in a really responsible way too. You're not like feeding fantasies, right? You're helping them to learn how their intuition works and how to listen to it and trust it. So this is a great place to talk about some of the exercises that I do with my kids. And I learned these from a couple of different books that I had read about psychic or intuitive children. And then just from asking my mentor questions about what she did with her kids. But one of the games that we really like to play is, and I played this with you when we were, when we were first like helping you develop. Just picking a picture in your head, something simple, like it could be a food, it could be a shape, it could be a number, it could be I an animal. The, the food exercise was so yeah. much fun. Yeah. And so I, I keep it really simple and I will tell them, okay, take a deep breath and I'm going to send a picture to you. And I will tell them that it has a color so that they know like that they can pay attention to that, but I won't tell them anything else. I'm sending you something and it has a color. And so then they'll just close their eyes. You know, I just tell them to pay attention to the first thing that comes into their brain and to trust it. And my older son, he will get it like nine times out of 10. And he's like, he thinks it's just kind of fun. Right. And he's like, Mom, I'm not not psychic. psychic. And I'm like, yes, you are psychic. I'm sending (laughs) you a telepathic message right now and you're getting it. (laughs) And so I explain it to them as like, I'm passing a thought bubble from my brain to your brain. So just let it enter and then see what shows up. Oh, that's a good idea.
0: Yeah, because we were when we were trying it, we were like drawing pictures, but there's no real emotion behind the pictures that we were being drawn. Yeah. So I so like that is a different. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah, it's totally different because it was more like forcing something to try to. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And so
1: what I do is, as the sender, I will infuse it with um, as as many variations as I can think of. So if it was an orange circle I would um infuse the color I would think of like all the most beautiful shades of orange and I would actually think of the fruit orange and I would send all of that to them and um see what they could get and most of the time my older son gets it like one out of ten times my younger son gets it and he gets really frustrated with it (laughs) But that's because he works off off of feeling everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And then when they try to send it back to me, it's really interesting because my older son is really good at sending things back to me and I can get it. And my younger son struggles with it because he has a harder time with the visualization process. Another exercise that I do, I will envision a ball of light in my hands and I will like think about the size and I'll think about the texture and the color. And then I will tell them to pay attention to like, okay, I have a ball of light in my hands and I want you to hold out your hands. I'm going to pass it over to you. And I want you to tell me the color that comes to you, the size that comes to you. And if it feels like anything in particular, if it feels smooth or if it feels spiky to you and they really like that one because um, I don't know if it's something that they can hold, I guess, in their hands. And we have a lot of luck with that one. Have to try that. Yeah, it's fun. We haven't tried to, the like psychic drawing or anything yet, but um Yeah, that one was difficult. Zanaya sees a lot of
0: signs. She's she's like me. She picks up and she sees a lot and she'll put stuff together. She'll be like, Mom, um, her number's 39. And then my score. Nice. So she'll be like, look at this, it'll say 4439. And then she'll like she texts me from. Uh, she went to the 49er game today and she's like, number 44, just scored a touchdown. And then she sends me a photo and she's like, and the clock stops like at four and four 44, look, and then she'll be like, a license plate that says synergy just passed me. Like nice
1: so seeing it. And she's piecing it together. Yeah. And, and
0: she's a little bit older,
1: right? She just turned 12. Well, she'll be 14. 13, right?
0: No, so she, yeah. She already turned 13. Oh, yeah.
1: cause so she'll be 14 in March. March, Yeah. Wow. Okay. So she is like, she knows like what she, I mean, she's more sophisticated now in what she's looking at and what she's picking up. And so versus Ezra, if we see too many 44s, because
0: he'll see them, he'll watch those little YouTube videos of, you know, these people playing Minecraft and he'll be like, mom, 44, mom, another 44. And then he'll get mad. He's like, enough with the 44s. Why do we keep up to see the 44s? That's
1: hilarious.
0: (laughs) He's like, I'm not putting this video on. Now we well, just paused it at 44 seconds, and he's like,
1: Ah! Oh my god, well, that would that be his like Virgo moon not being able to control the environment? Larry,
0: <laughs> you're absolutely right. Things that
1: are happening, like I'm done with that. I got the lesson already. Thanks. His answer <laughs>
0: is just like, <laughs>
1: so. Oh, that's hilarious. I'm sure we could talk for hours about this. I have some resources that I have used that have been helpful. Of course, you can do, a, like I say, every time you can do a responsible internet search on, you know, how to parent sensitive children, um, those can be very helpful. I used the book, Your Psychic Child by Sarah Wiseman, and she was also a mentor for me before I had children. And The Wise Child by Sonia Choquette is very helpful, especially around highly empathic children. And then The Highly Intuitive Child by Catherine Crawford is another resource that can be helpful for people who are trying to figure out how to parent sensitive children. I do know that it requires, you know, a lot of patience, especially if you do have a child that is very empathic because they're feeling everything and don't mm-hmm. understand yet um, how to manage that or navigate it. And so that has come out full force for my youngest son, Owie, because he is, well, he's eight and a half. And I think around that age, too, is when a whole lot of other stuff kind of comes to the surface developmentally. And he just feels a lot in his body and he it comes out as anxiety. And so we've had to do a lot to help him move through that a lot of what's his which what's his rising again is he the he, he is um he is virgo rising virgo rising what's his second house um sheesh i don't know i should know this his second house is libra he has no planets in it
0: is it all libra or any scorpio all oh libra. no a
1: tiny bit of virgo just a tiny bit of virgo in his second house. I have to look at his chart again. Yeah. I can snap it and send it to you.
0: Send it, over. send
1: it over. He's just really it's, it's better now, but we've had to be very patient, a lot of talking and helping him understand that his feelings are okay. And how to work with breathing and how to wrap himself in light. And there's just a lot that we've had to be patient about. Yeah. And that doesn't always happen right. when you have a sensitive child one of the fastest ways to shut down their intuition is to discount their feelings or to um, actually, I guess, punish them for the feelings that they're having or make it more challenging. I don't know how to say that differently. Telling a child to get over their anxiety isn't helpful, right? Especially when it's energy that's moving through their body that they don't understand if it's theirs or someone else's. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, that's been, that's been a huge learning experience for us. And I was anticipating it going through it as a parent is a different thing than how you would manage it yourself. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. We really could talk about this a lot, just both between the two of us. We have so many experiences with our children that are really fucking amazing and fun. So yeah,
0: yeah. Anyone wants to pipe in with their stories, feel free to message us, leave a review, comment, all that good stuff. Um, Shannon will leave all the resources for the book she mentioned in the description. Yes. So we're super excited. Uh, If you want to book a distance Reiki session or distance um, intuitive session, you can do so with Shannon or myself. I do the birth chart readings and intuitive sessions. Um, If you want to join the collective that is also coming up 2022, maybe by the time this this season actually posts and maybe it'll be live already, but uh, we would love for you to join us there for extended readings and um, courses and intuition development and let it be a safe space for you to learn.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Explore, explore yourself and learn, learn,
0: explore yourself.
1: Yeah. Yes. We're here for that. We're here yeah. for that. Well, we thank love you so much. Yeah, thank you guys so much for all your love and support. This is so much fun for us to do. And we're just glad if it helps you in any way. So we will catch you very, very soon. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Shannon and that's Mio. We appreciate so much all of the love and support of the last couple of years while we create all the things for you, including this podcast. There are other ways you can support us as well. You can now visit the soulsandstardustpodcast.com where you can order oracle decks, book readings, and healing sessions. You can join the collective, a membership group where we offer access to extended readings, mini courses on reading astrology charts, or creating your own oracle deck, also meditations, and so much more. You could also join us on social media, we are on Instagram at Mio Baclini, and at Gratitude Maven or at Souls and Stardust Podcast. We hope to see you there.